In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Welcome to another episode of Bleezy Listening. I am your host, S. Bleezy. It is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022, approximately 5.15 a.m. I am in Woodland Hills, California, and it's a windy day, blowing, blowing outside. Uh, so that was a quote from trump i guess he's running again in 2024 we all knew it so get ready for everybody on both sides to lose their fucking shit i came across this quote that was written 2000 years ago by some roman poet he said if the old emperor had been surreptitiously smothered that same crowd in a moment would have hailed their new augustus They shed their sense of responsibility long ago when they lost their votes and the bribes. The mob that used to grant power, high office, the legions, everything curtails its desires and reveals its anxiety for two things only, bread and circuses. Bread and circuses. So that's the quote that you hear when people are talking about how people, the masses are um, distracted and, you know, we're all made docile by the fact that we are kept fat and entertained by things like sports, which honestly, sports, if you're into sports, that's fine. I, I'm getting to the point now where I'm thinking, like, you should just be into whatever you're into, as long as it's not hurting anybody. Um, you know, go for it. And if you want to sit around and watch sports all day, that's fine. Uh, I think Americans watch a lot of sports. I think they watch at least an hour or so of sports daily, I would say. And that's just watching it. I'm not even talking about how much energy they put into talking about it and thinking about it, their sports teams and the leagues and the different championships and all that. And I think when you're in that mind frame, uh, especially like men who are get to be confrontational to each other and stuff. And it's like, I guess, I guess women too, but when you get into that mind frame of my team and versus all these other teams and stuff like that, you start to see everything like that. Like this political arena becomes just another sports, you know, thing. So now if you're on team Trump, you're stoked that your boy is coming in, going to save the day, make everything better with, the economy or whatever, the border and everything else. 
But then if you're anti-Trump, you're thinking, okay, this is good. He's going to come in and ruin the Republican Party. We'll be able to take over. It was like, honestly, all this strategic thinking on the part of these people who both parties just fuck over on the daily basis is honestly blows my mind. Uh, the amount of disconnect, mental gymnastics one has to perform in order to actually like either one of these political teams or parties. It's funny they call it a party. It's the farthest thing from a party. Um, I remember my dad spent a lot of his energy like hating conservative Republicans or whatever. He was big liberal Democrat and he always telling me how to vote liberal and how evil Republicans were and stuff. Cause he, he, you know, he came out of the sixties. He was, a, he was young in the sixties and then the seventies and shit. So whatever brainwashed by the hippie movement that I think was a psyop created by the CIA, but that's a whole nother story. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty evident some of these issues like that we should be concerned about, but instead we put all our, of our energy into thinking that one dude can make a difference. And maybe if, if that's true, if one person can make a difference, that much of a difference, then that's kind of terrifying that every four years we kind of just swing it. Um, and the other scenario, which I think is more true, is that it doesn't really make a difference who's in power because, I mean, I guess people are saying that it makes a difference if you can appoint a you know, Supreme Court justice that lasts for however many years. Uh-oh. Anyways. But fuck all that. They're saying, how is Trump even able to run if he had a part in the January 6th, um, I don't know, whatever that was, and also the fact that he is under investigation for supposedly stealing some shit. I don't know. I mean... Obviously, every single president, at least in my lifetime, has been a major criminal. I mean, I'm talking about like shady crimes that you wouldn't even be able to try them for because there's no real, real evidence, but also actual crimes that on record, normal person would be for sure arrested for, probably thrown in jail for, and no, no president gets in trouble at all, no matter how big their crimes are. I mean, the worst that happens is they get impeached, you know, and then what, like they're retired, you know, I don't, let's go over a list of just the presidents in my lifetime that were fucking huge criminals, starting with Reagan. Now, Reagan's funny because my, like my, like I said, my dad fucking hated Reagan, but my wife's family liked him. 
because of what he did for Iran. At the time, in uh, 1986, so I was like one year old because I was born in 85, it was exposed that Reagan officials had broken national and international law. This is what they were doing. Them, the government officials and the CIA were going into South America. They were buying cocaine, large amounts of cocaine, bringing it in with their planes um, to the U.S., dropping it off in places like Arkansas. We'll get back. We'll get back to that later. And then they sell. They sell that the those drugs in the in the ghettos of America, like downtown Los Angeles and South Central, also places like Detroit, Chicago, and places like Florida and stuff, and flood that flood those places with cocaine, right? And then obviously that has turned into crack and crack epidemic of the eighties. But anyway, so then they took that money. So these, these Reagan officials, government officials and CIA people, they take that money that they used or they got from selling South American Coke. And then they buy, um, arms, like not actual like arms, like guns, like war guns, bombs. They buy that shit from our manufacturers over here. And then they sell them to Iran. And it's called the Iran-Contra affair. Um, they were doing this in exchange for the release of American hostages, hostages in Lebanon, supposedly. This legal breach was compounded when the proceeds from the arms sales were sent to the Contras, a cabal of right-wing rebels who were fighting Nicaragua's Marxist government. So they not only destabilized South America by creating people like Pablo Escobar and shit, drug kingpins, then destabilized the whole U.S., by fucking up the inner cities, the crack epidemic. Then, like, I don't know, Iran fucking it up over there. Obviously, how is it going over there right now? You know, um, there's going to be a mass fucking genocide of protesters pretty soon, I think, apparently. Then they go in and overturn a democratically elected government in Nicaragua and fuck that whole place up. So it's like, that was happening when I was one year old. So, I mean, <laughs> it's like the corruption has been going on for a long time, probably a lot, lot long time before that. And it's going to go on a long time to come, you know, but these people don't nowadays, they don't want you looking at that, that shit. They just want you thinking, okay, the president right now is bad. You know, the next one will be good whatever when shit ain't gonna fucking be good okay so who was after reagan from in my lifetime well who was after reagan was george bush senior who was i think he was heading the cia when they assassinated kennedy so and i know he can't be tried for that but there's fucking war crimes in desert storm he started the whole desert storm middle east 
our involvement over there with with Saddam and back and forth and that shit ended up working out really well for us too. Moving on to our boy Slick Willie, Bill Clinton, who not I'm not even gonna go into his whole involvement with Jeffrey Epstein and that whole thing. Or the fact that he came up out of Arkansas and it's coming out now that he was in cahoots with George Bush Sr. They were fucking running those drugs that the CIA were bringing in, the coke. They were the ones responsible for bringing it in. It wasn't coming in through Florida like Scarface and everybody wants you to believe. It was coming in through Arkansas. Um, like What was that movie? American whatever. Anyways, it that's all come out now. That's all like I I'm I don't think the involvement of Clinton has come out, but like he was the guy running shit over there. He was fucking supposedly raping women allegedly over in Arkansas when that all was going down. So I don't think it was an accident that he became president. I think when you run that shit on that level for those people, they fucking you know, make sure that you get promoted. Anyway, so that's George Bush Sr. Oh, no, no, no. That was uh, Slick Willie. But no, that, that, that not even what he could have been prosecuted for. But he could have been prosecuted for perjury, obstruction of justice. In 1998, um, his sexual affair between a young White House intern... And uh, 23-year-old Monica Lewinsky, who was due to give a deposition, the Paula Jones case, according to people, Jones accused President Clinton of sexual harassment. Anyways, he went on, Clinton, I was a kid at the time, Clinton was like, yeah, I didn't have sexual relations with that lady. And then like, way late, like later on, he came on the TV, I remember, and he said, yes, I did, in fact get a fat blowjob from that whore no he didn't say that but it was pretty pretty amazing and again it's like we're all looking at that stuff it's like he was committing all kinds of fucking war crimes and going to africa and shit with epstein but and chris tucker randomly anyways moving on who was after slick willie was um george bush George W., who also, you know, war crimes, all that shit. You get the point. Obama, then droning fucking people's weddings and shit. Drone bombing little kids. And got us into, like, we went from, like, I think we went from, like, two wars to, like, 20 under Obama. Obama never met a war he didn't like. I'll tell you that much. And then Trump, obviously, criminal... Anybody doing real estate in New York, you know, is probably a criminal. They're working with the mob or whatever. But it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be funny if you can not think about the fact that all these crimes are being committed and nobody's going to get in trouble for it. I mean, I guess it would be funny if it wasn't for all the things that, you know, all the repercussions it caused. Like I was saying, like, Look at all these crimes of the past and how they're fucking us over today. 
and all the shit that's going on today is going to fuck over the future. So, you know, we got to put a stop to this corruption, but I don't think it's going to happen, at least not anytime soon. Okay. Honestly, I'm guilty of the whole being interested in Trump thing. It's like, I don't even like the guy really, but it's so, it's fucking so much comedy. It's so funny to me on both sides. It's funny how arrogant he is and the shit he says. Like, I love when people get upset. Like, you know, I love when like people that are ridiculous to me just get upset. Like, like the left a lot of the time is completely ridiculous to me. And I love it when they lose their shit and Trump gets under their skin, like, like nobody else. So I do like that. Um, I don't know. So that shit's funny to me. So CNN, like right after Trump made his announcement that he's going to run again in 2024, CNN put out, this article and video like real quick, like they had this shit ready in the can um, talking about fact checking Trump's 2024 announcement speech. And um, it's pretty hilarious. I started reading it a little bit and I was like, Oh my God, this is just so funny. Uh, I got to read this shit on the podcast. (laughs) So it starts out by saying former president Donald Trump began his 2024 presidential campaign just as he ended his presidency in 2021 with a whole lot of inaccuracy like many of trump's speeches as president his announcement speech in florida on tuesday was filled with false and misleading claims about a variety of topics from his record in office to his democratic opponents to the economy the environment and foreign policy here's fact check some of the things that he said Trump claimed Tuesday evening that the U.S. left $85 billion worth of military equipment in Afghanistan upon its military withdrawal in 2021. He said, perhaps the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country where we lost lives, left Americans behind, and surrendered $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment anywhere in the world. <laughs> That's funny. Like, I'm sure that wasn't our most embarrassing moment, but... Anyway, so the article goes on to say that Trump's figure is false. While a significant quantity of military equipment that had been provided by the U.S. to Afghanistan government forces was indeed abandoned to the Taliban upon the U.S. withdrawal, the Defense Department has estimated that this equipment had been worth about $7.1 billion. A chunk of about $18.6 billion worth of equipment provided to Afghanistan forces between 2005 and 2021. Okay, so this own, this article right here that's trying to fact check Trump. Trump said $85 billion worth. They're saying, no, 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 no. It was only $7.1 billion worth. $7.1 billion worth of military equipment was left to the Taliban. That's not even, I'm not even saying, it was, they're not even saying it was left like, just there like we didn't leave it with the good guys be like hey use this to defend yourself no no it was left to the fucking bad guys seven billion dollars worth of military equipment uh that's not good i don't even 85 billion would have been worse i guess but seven billion dollars worth of military equipment left in afghanistan to the fucking bad guys like what are they going to do with that dude this is ridiculous and uh, the fact that cnn is trying to downplay that is 
fucking ridiculous. Oh my god. And they go on to say that there is not any bias for Trump's claim that 85 billion worth of equipment was left behind as other fact checkers have previously explained the total amount of money Congress has appropriated during the war to fund is supporting the Afghan security forces. Oh my god, 83 billion. Yeah, it's like dude, the fact that we're giving so much money away to other countries to do their wars like that's got to stop but this whole thing in ukraine the whole in middle east i'm sorry that they're such bad shit going on in the world but we can't be funding these wars constantly i mean i guess the military industrial complex of our country is making money but they're not i don't think they're sharing it with anybody anyways um trump claimed his administration filled up the strategic petroleum reserve, but it has now been virtually drained. Fact check, both parts of Trump's claim are false. He didn't fill up the reserve, and the reserve is not virtually drained. Okay, I don't really care about that. Tariffs on China. Trump also boasted about his tariffs on China, claiming no president had ever sought or received even a dollar for our country from China until I came along. Uh, the article says that's not true. No president before Trump had generated any revenue through tariffs on goods from China. In reality, the U.S. has had tariffs on China for more than two centuries. And in 2019, the U.S. generated an average of $12 billion in custom duties a year from 2007 to 2016, according to the U.S. International Trade Commission. I don't know. I don't know about I don't I don't know enough about that to comment. Sea level rise. This is funny. Trump claimed that unnamed people aren't talking about the threat of nuclear weapons because they are obsessed with the environmental issues, which he said, quote, they say may affect us in 300 years. They say the ocean will rise an eighth of an inch over the next two to 300 years. But don't worry about nuclear weapons that can take out an entire country with one shot. Now, you know, uh, over on Blizzy Listening, my stance on nuclear weapons, I don't even think they exist. Uh, I do think that, like, you know, warheads and missiles and bombs, huge fucking bombs, um, exist. But I don't think nuclear bombs, the way they're explained to us, I don't think that shit's real. But anyways, um, Trump's claims are false, even if you ignore the absurd contention that people aren't paying attention to nuclear threats because they're forced focused on environment sea levels are expected to rise much faster than trump said the u.s government's national ocean service said on its website that sea level along the u.s coastline is projected to rise an average of 10 to 12 inches in the next 30 years which will be as much as the rise measured over the last 100 years and i don't believe in that shit either go back and look 100 years ago at the pictures of malibu the fucking ocean line is in the exact same spot it is today. I'm sure a thousand years ago too. Like, I mean, if sea level goes up and down, it's not, it, I mean, I in recorded history, since photography, I've looked at the pictures of sea levels at the same. So I don't know. I don't know. I guarantee you in 30 years, well, I don't guarantee, but I'm willing to bet that in 30 years, they're going to be exactly where they are right now. So whatever. 
but you can worry about it if you want to. Anyways, article goes on to say drug use and punishment in China. Trump claimed that Chinese leader Xi Jinping had told him that China has no drug problem at all because it is harsh treatment of drug traffickers. Trump then repeated the claim himself, saying, if you get caught dealing drugs in China, you have an immediate and quick trial. And by the end of the day, you are executed. That's a horrible thing. Or he said, that's a terrible thing. But they have no drug problem. It's like, this fool, you can't write jokes that are better than this. Like, he's like, yeah, they're killing people for being drug dealers. They, they kill them. They execute them real quick that day, uh, which is terrible. But they don't have a drug problem. Trump's claim is not true, just as it was when he made similar claims as president. China has a drug problem, and China, like the U.S., has a large number of people who use a wide range of drugs. The Chinese government has itself reported that there were 1.5 million registered drug users nationwide. Registered drug users? Mm, Okay. Well, I don't know if that's the same. If you're a registered drug user, I think that's legal, right? Anyways, officials in China have acknowledged that the number of registered drug users are a significant undercount of actual drug use there. Whatever. Whatever. Um, Presidential records. Complaining about how he is under criminal investigation for taking presidential documents to his Florida home. Trump repeated a debunked claim about former President Barack Obama's handling of presidential documents. Quote, Obama took a lot of things with him. (laughs) Fact check. This is false, as the National Archives and Records Administration pointed out in August when Trump previously made this claim. Trump claimed that Obama had taken millions of records to Chicago which is near where Obama's presidential library will be located. It is said that, as per federal law, former President Obama has no control over where and how presidential records of his administration... I don't know, what the fuck. Whatever. As he has on other occasions during Biden's tenure, Trump used misleading figures when discussing the price of gas. He said we were... $1.87 a dollar eighty-seven a gallon for gasoline, and now it's sitting at five, six, seven, and eight dollars, and it's gonna go really bad. I mean, fact check that, but that is pretty accurate from my memory. But anyways, this mis- this is misleading. Oh, misleading! See, these facts are. I love it when they say some shit's misleading. You're like, yeah, that's technically true, but it's gonna lead people down the wrong road. Anyways, let's see why this is misleading. While the price of a gallon of regular gas did briefly fall to $1.87 and lower during the depths of the COVID-19 pandemic, the national average for regular gas on Trump's last day in office was $2.39. Shit, I'd take that right now for sure. Um, I love how CNN's like, yeah, he's lying. It was $2. It's like, fool. I don't, you're missing the point of what he's trying to say, I think. But anyways, um, yeah, now it's, the national average today is almost $4, not five, six, seven. Yeah, you know why it's almost $4? Because they lower it for the elections. Everybody knows that. Uh, Deportations under Obama. Trump claimed Tuesday evening that his administration, unlike Obama's administration, had convinced countries like Guatemala and Honduras 
to take back their gang members that had come to America. The worst, quote, the worst gangs are MS-13. And under the Barack Hussein Obama administration, they were unable to take them out because their countries, where they came from, wouldn't take them. Uh, fact check. This is not true. Guatemala and Honduras wouldn't take back their citizens during Obama's administration, though there were some individual exceptions. Whatever. I don't care about that one. Missile landing in Poland. Okay, so recently a missile fucking blew up a chunk of Poland and people are saying it was from Russia. Russia was saying they don't they don't know where that missile came from. Very fishy. But anyways, Trump claimed Tuesday that a missile that was sent to sent in probably by Russia landed 50 miles into Poland. People are going absolutely wild and crazy and they're not happy. Uh fact check. This claim is false. While Poland said a Russian-made missile did land in their territory, killing two Polish citizens, the explosion happened about four miles west from the Ukrainian border. I don't know what. So what? What's the facts? What's the, what fact did he get wrong there? Anyways, okay, moving on. Finishing the border wall. Trump made a false claim about one of his signature policies, the wall. Quote, we built the wall and now we will add to it. Now we will build the wall. We complete the wall. And then we said, let's do more. And we did a lot more. And we did a lot more. And as we were doing it, we had an election that came up. And when they came in, they had three more weeks to complete the additions to the wall, which would have been great. And they said, no, no, we're not going to do that. Fact check. According to official border wall status, uh, Trump left office about 458 miles of wall had been completed. About 280 more miles that had been identified for wall construction had not completed. Uh, whatever. I don't know. So you understand what's going on, right? I hope you do. All this is bullshit. And designed to distract people from the real problems. The under, I mean, they don't even go on to talk about like, yeah, why was $7 billion left worth of military equipment left to our enemies in Afghanistan and like, what's going on with China and like all that stuff. They All they want to say is like, oh, this is all one person's fault. You know, anyways, it's, it's pretty hilarious and it's going to get, it's going to get intense, but don't worry. We will cover it here on Bleasy Listening. Okay, so my kids are awake now, so probably going to have to cut this short or at least end it pretty soon. But I just wanted to say, like, don't, don't listen to rappers or NBA players when it comes to how, you, how to live your life because these dudes get paid to put a ball in a in a fucking hoop and rap over a beat. They're not the most intellectual minds of our generation. They're, you know, I mean, for what it's worth, Kanye is good business mind. So if he has something to say about business, Jesus Christ, my kid's got the fucking nastiest cough. Um, as I'm sure everybody's kid does right now. Anyways. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about what the fuck these sports people say. Um, unless you want to know about sports. Like if you want to know how to how to dribble, then then yeah, I'd say 
ask Kyrie Irving about what he thinks. But like, when it, if you want to know about like, I don't know the history of slavery and shit, then I wouldn't go to Kyrie Irving or whatever. But you know, do your own research. The information is out there. People are lazy. It's like the whole thing with COVID is like everybody's like freaking out and spitting all these facts or whatever. It's like, dude, go take a virology course. Learn about bacteria. Learn about viruses. Learn about cells and atoms and shit. It's not that easy. You have to put in work to understand these concepts. And, you know, people just listen to these celebrities and shit. It's fucking dangerous, but whatever. As long as you can even do that, if it, it doesn't even matter to me. All I'm saying is like, don't get upset. It's too many people walking around these days just fucking upset. It's like, look what they do. Look what they do to us. They're putting out, oh, first it was uh, the everybody against black people, Black Lives Matter. Now they want to paint it like the blacks are against the Jews. The blacks are going, going after the Jews and the Jews are on the defense. And it's like, dude, I'm sure there's cops still beating people. What, what is the police brutality? Is that over? Is there no more police brutality? Cops stop beating the shit out of people? I uh, know, I don't think so. Anyways, it's ridiculous. It's it's pretty fucking obvious what's going on. Um, they want us to look at this dumb shit, this dumb race race shit. When really, in actuality, like I've always said, the only divide is amongst the wealthy. And like, say you're making, say you make under. So you're making like a hundred thousand a year, like a couple hundred thousand a year. Um, you shouldn't be worried about people like shouldn't be worried about other people making that much money. You should be more worried about people that are making like a hundred thousand dollars a day or a minute. Like those are the people that we should be having our eye on, not some fucking. I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. This shit is such a distraction for like it's like I was saying earlier, like with the whole Iran Contra thing. Like those people never, none, nobody involved with that got in trouble. But a shit ton of people involved with the selling of the crack got in trouble. So it's like, dude, it's like I always say, all this shit going on, all this chaos, the people that pay the price are the people that can't afford anything. And the people, the criminals that have no moral compass, um, the wolves that are in sheep's clothing. Meaning, like, I don't even think, that, like, they're saying, like, oh, these people, the black people are accusing Jewish people. It's like, these fucking... The, the people that are doing all the crimes and stuff, they wear, they wear these disguises. Like there's their, Oh, I'm Jewish. So if you go after them, they'll be like, it's because I'm Jewish. But it's like, no, you're not even fucking Jewish. You're just like, you may be born Jewish, but like that doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you're a fucking criminal. And anybody who's saying that there's not a, such a thing as Jewish criminals, they just don't have, there's just every type of criminal, you know, like, so like I said, like I always say, don't worry about other people that are poor. Worry about the people that are influential and in actually making um, making a difference uh, negatively in our society, which is, you know, there's not even that many of them. That's the thing. There's a shit ton of us, and there's like a relatively few amount of people that are fucking everything up, but they don't want us to, they don't want us to focus on them because then we will go after them kill them, replace them with other people that will ultimately be corrupt. So it doesn't really matter. That's what I'm saying. Like, you look at the whole history of humans, it's like, it's it's a bunch of bullshit. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Just find a hobby, even if it's sports, mindless sports. Just don't, 
just don't look at everybody like they're your opponent, you know? A lot of the time we have to work together on this shit. Anyways. Um, also, just one quick thing about Kanye. Like, he had mentioned that his personal trainer, dude, was like his handler, one of his handlers. Um, meaning, like, a lot of this Project Monarch, Illuminati shit where, like, there's industry slaves that do the bidding of these wealthy, um, influential, you know, power elites. Um, they, they create these, these industry slaves, they call them, um, through brainwashing drugs and shit. And then they assign them handlers so that they can keep them in control. And, um, Kanye was saying that his personal trainer dude was one of these handlers who was threatening him, threatening that it'll put him back in, um, like rehab or whatever, where they just drug these celebrities and, and fuck them up, program them. So they make sure that they're continuing the agenda. Anyways, this, this personal trainer dude was also a personal trainer of Mac Miller and Brittany Murphy. So take that for what it's worth. Also another little tidbit, tid, tidbit, titbit. I don't know how, what, what it is, but anyways, another little piece of information that my wife just told me before she left to work was that Aaron Carter who recently passed away. Um, Nick Carter's brother, Aaron Carter, who was a known drug addict, whatever. Apparently he OD'd in a bathtub, which I was saying is a well-known calling card of uh, people who are sacrificed or whatever in, within the industry. Um, Whitney Houston, her daughter. I think Brittany Murphy too, actually. Now that I think about it, I don't know. But anyways, Aaron Carter, they all got found in a bathtub it's like a calling card, just like a red, uh, just like a red scarf is when people hang themselves. Anyways, apparently Aaron Carter had tweeted out like for Kanye to hit him up or whatever because he had some information or something regarding the industry. I don't know Aaron Carter if he was sacrificed, but something to think about. Definitely something to think about. And all right. Uh, I'm going to go now because <laughs> my four-month-old is looking at me smiling. He's such a happy boy, Nicholas. Justin's happy too, but oh my God. Nicholas just wakes up happy, which n nobody in my family does. So I uh, appreciate that. Anyways, hopefully you guys can all wake up happy this week. And I will get back at you guys when when I can. Until next week, love you all. Peace.